Hey guys, it's Jackie. Welcome to I Am Whole, a podcast where we are exploring what makes us whole and all those individual parts. This was an episode that I was honestly putting off for a little bit only because of how emotionally triggering and difficult it was for me. I was so grateful for my dear friend, Jamie, who was willing to not only speak about it, but also provide guidance and true empathy, as well as I believe hope that many of us are looking for right now amidst the current AAPI Stop Asian Hate Movement. This is an episode that I'm grateful that she was able to articulately take the floor, provide personal and professional information, and I will be linking everything in the description box as well. This is just a start to a very important discussion, and I look forward to having more of them. Last but not least, just I hope that this episode is taken with sensitivity, compassion, and and care. So please, thank you for listening in, and I hope you enjoy. Thank you. And here's Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hey, Jackie. It's so good to see you. So great to see you. Thank you for meeting me on this beautiful Sunday, rainy day. Thank you for inviting me, Jackie. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I know who you are, but would you be so kind to just introduce yourself? Yes. Oh, so I'm Jamie. Um, my real name is Jowling, so it's kind of, I gave my uh, Western name cool. when I was an uh, international student and continue work in um, United States. Recently was working for a nonprofit organization in Brooklyn. Um, so I was very excited to be here to talk about some topic. My profession, art therapist. I got my license in 2016. Yay. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. So a little bit with that and your background. How do we know each other? So we know each other. Uh, it's we attend the graduate program um, in New York City. And I always remember your smile. You always like encourage me, inspire me because I was an international student. So I, I feel like there is a lot of moment that I really want to find someone was able to relate to my culture or understand me. You know, I always have a language barrier which I still, you know, struggling with, but I always see the kindness of people. I know we all struggling with different situation. So that's how I met you. And, and I, I'm so grateful to, you know, have you in my life at that point that we study together, we do a lot of group project and that's really a meaningful, you know, memory for me. Thank you, Jamie. Me too. Me too. I remember we would, because the school, it, we're all there, right? Going for the same goal, somewhat the same goal, but we're all human and we were all just together. And I think your presence also impacted me. You were very kind to me and we were just able to do the work together. But I also felt that you encouraged me in a personal way and we were able to hang out outside of school as well. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed your company too. So I want you to know that it goes both ways. So thank, thank you. you. 
Yay! What made you interested coming on today? So, because today I was personally, I was trying to, you know, thinking about something related to the, you know, stop Asian hate stuff and then even though i was an international student so my identity was clear i'm i'm not american or any asian american but how i work with my clients and how they struggle with um wrestle with different things and then you know personally i got attacked since day one um when i was you know have I was an intern in a hospital. So people were taking on me or you're, you're Asian while you're here, go back to China. But I'm, I'm, I was told that, oh, I'm, I'm from Taiwan. Yeah, so, so it's very different. very different. Yeah, so there's a lot of things, even though I work right now, I have, I'm able to legally, you know, I have, you know, green card to able to stay and working. I still will encounter a lot of, things that I feel like maybe we should talk more about that maybe you know the education maybe you know increase the awareness of of our experience is valley you know our voice is is should be heard and to under, understand that being in this country we all have to work together it's not just a for Asian, like this month, April is Arab American Heritage Month. And I saw a lot of movie documentary talking about after 911, you know, a lot of, you know, Arab American, especially if they are, say they are women, they are Muslim, they experience a lot of discrimination. So it's not all about one race. I think we, we all need to work together to understand that each you know, no matter your ethnicity, we all suffer. So how we can really, you know, to increase that awareness to really see what we, what we can, you know, improve somehow. So that's why I, I wanna, you know, have some chance and I'm very excited to wanna discuss with you. Thank you, Jamie. You bring a unique perspective because you are a, an immigrant or a more recent immigrant, right? And you are from a different country. You came to this country for your studies and just for another another option for your future. Were you surprised with maybe what you experienced here? Was that surprising to you? Some of that initial initial experience, as well as what you have continued to see with some of the the ignorance and the bias and the hate, specifically towards you being Asian, just how you look. Yes, because mm -hmm. for example, there are so many examples. Like, I know the. I know people will look at me and then I, you know, assume I'm from China because I, my eyes, you know, it's it, you know, people would, even myself would would make a joke like my the shape of my eyes or something like that, like Mulan or something. Or people always call me Lucy Liu if they don't know my name. Mm -hmm. And, and because my identity is like more still Taiwanese, but still, for example, I work throughout the pandemic as a, a frontline, first response, you know, counselor, a therapist, but um, some, you know, client will, will 
will say, oh, I won't get COVID. You will get COVID because you're Asian. So that really hurt me. Like, I, I feel like even though, yeah, I'm, I'm foreigner, but it will feel like it, but I worked throughout the pandemic. I, I even, you know, put my safety, my, you know, the secondary position to work for this country and or, or work for my clients, work for my, you know, organization. But when people say that it's really, you know, hit home, like why my ethnicity will become, you know, like why the COVID will relate to, to me, to us Asian, because we, we, we are here, we look like China, from China. And even, even someone is really from China, it's nothing really to do with them. They work with, they here and live here. So that alone, I, I can't imagine someone, someone's family, you know, is from, you know, long time ago and then really, really a American citizen. So, you know, they were always being asked, so, oh, where are you really from? instead of asking oh what's your ethnicity so it's yeah because i see the documentary so pbs had recently has the the agent americans series episode and i i watch it and then i realized wow it's you know the there is so many um so since like 90 i think american there since about the railroad the the building and all the stuff that really they contribute a lot. So the the Asian community, Chinese community, Asian you know uh, Filipino and all the stuff they really have the contribution to this country. But um, there is a lot of political and a, a lot of things going on. So they become a population better be you know shut their mouth up, like be grateful for this country, provide them and all the stuff. So they don't really, you know, engaging in political movement or really just want to be, a, you know, good Americans, work hard, provide caring and all the stuff. So I was very, you know, touching when watching those old episodes. So there's a lot of history, a lot of Kind of a beginning trauma in this country that I think was always there but hasn't been at least exposed to this extent and we can discuss definitely about the history and how this is nothing new right I know yourself myself have experienced a lot of microaggressions it sounds like Jamie you've experienced a lot of uh, just aggression directly to your face I was curious about is this done just blatantly like where are you from or you're gonna give me COVID? Like that kind of that kind of I guess those statements directly, it sounds very like they, there's no there's no even a snideness to it, right? Or or a covering of it. They're just so blunt, blunt with you. Right. Just Sometimes, yeah. And I believe the education and communication will will, you know, decrease these kind of like a bias because I, I always have a conversation with with my clients if they, they did say that and I understand because I work in a mental health facilities I know my clients is living with 
you know, mental health issue. And I understand that, but for a lot of part, if they directly just attack my ethnicity, that I will, I will make it an opportunity to have a conversation to, to you know, to ask them. But I'm here for you. I'm 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 learning. I'm a lot of things. I I hope what I what I did, what I have done here, it it's really can, you know, give you different perspective. How do they respond when you do make that opportunity to provide not only just a little empathy for them, right? You're like, hey, I am the professional here. I understand your situation. And also giving them a little bit of just hopefully like the education and a little bit of insight. How do they respond? So it depends. So usually if I have the more positive relationship with the client, then I will say, hey, so I know you make fun of my eyes and all this stuff, but it's actually really hurt me. And then we have, so my colleague and I, we have a culture club. We have the program is every time we invite different clients to introduce their culture, because New York has the, you know, the blessings of all kinds of, you know, walk of lives. And so we will invite different um, clients so they will show their food their dance and I always find an article the country farm facts and then we would discuss about it we would try their food I try my best to go buy their snacks so they will understand oh okay it's actually different Taiwan is not Thailand <laughs> or there is so many different um country it's it's all called asian but actually when you see it it's it's so many different diversity that's beautiful that's beautiful and you're absolutely right there's so many right so many and they're the more popular known ones but there's also equally as beautiful equally beautiful ethnicities that need to be that need to be known and it's a shame that it's just become kind of a blanket asia right Mm -hmm. and you know I'm proud of our ethnicity and our background and it, it's just it's it's unfortunate that this is kind of how it's been spurred in the land that we live in right mm -hmm. I know for myself Jamie because whereas you have received such blatant aggression I've experienced not so much directly as a directly to me, but definitely those microaggressions, those, what, you know, you're Asian, right? And it's just so rude because the reality is even though I am born in this country, I look a certain way. It's just the truth. And I never lived in where my family of origin is from, South Korea. I've never lived there. I don't have a citizenship there. I don't own any property there. I am American in my culture and my my identity however all they see is this right mm -hmm. yes so it's definitely been a struggle of identity growing up and i knew from an early age that i look this way and this makes me different and it took a while for me to embrace it because i knew somewhere deep down that in this country that's what they see first and i need to either adjust or show that i belong but that already is twisted and I know a lot of my fellow Asian American brothers and sisters, as well as other 
Asians who are in the country for various reasons have been very, if anything, it was dormant before. I know many of us have been in pain because mm -hmm. of it becoming, whereas before it was more silent and ignored or just under the rocks. Now it's just blatant. And it seems like this is a season where we are the target mm -hmm. just for what we look like. And it's painful mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. be in this position. And I don't really have the right words to say. So I'm, I've been asked actually by my well-meaning supervisor, like, how can we help you? And I was just like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out too. Mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. know, stop, stop hate. <laughs> All hate, of course, but just don't hate me because of the way I look. <laughs> It's been painful and by even well-meaning people because i know the intention was not supposed to be insulting but i felt like the victim being asked to pay for the for the burden mm -hmm. of just being who i am mm -hmm. and what would you say if you're if my supervisor asks you jamie how can we help you how can we understand the asian american community and what you guys are experiencing how can they help so um so i think grief and loss and all the stuff it's it it's the theme throughout 2020 so it it for me the 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 big concept it's it's not new but because we different ethnicity, like I said, different, we all suffer. And what I did in, in my place is I, we have, again, we have the, those culture club and a program to even a movie, even I, I enjoy PBS a lot. I like <laughs> all their, you know, American series to really say what really make American a home to these immigrants mm -hmm. and that's all series of the documentary and every every time i i saw those documentary it's it's always a somehow the elements can really hit me can really you know speak something and so we have the movie uh and in the discussion time and then I will invite my either my colleague if they have time, or of course it's for clients program. Like we show the movie Minari, and that's the the you know very new movie. It's written and directed by um, Lee Isaac Chong, is from um, you know Korean um, director. So I show that movie, and it's interesting. All kinds of different you know, clients from different backgrounds, no matter they are from Nigerian, no matter they're from Japan, um, they're from Philippines, they're from um, all kinds of different, we have different, you know, background clients. They, they all would say, actually they relate to that because the immigrants, the first generation, they, they worked so hard. They even have to, you know, very, you know, sacrifice a lot even have to put the knee of their family aside a little bit but just work hard want to provide a better life for their generation but there's always this discrimination there's always a lot of hardship but when the family stay together they you know they found out more meaningful things and and they will show that kindness and all the things to their neighbor 
to people around them. And then because those experience, they have more empathy. They have more compassion towards different, you know, ethnicity or population. So I, I think that's, it's not just about me, me, all about me, my experience. Yes, each of our have unique story that I always believe our story shape who we are and we can always grieve and then process through the community because we all experience that. So every, um, so since 2020, every time I start my therapy group, I would invite my clients say, could we start with the silent just a minute? Because there's too many things is where it's hard to convey the pain. And each of us have, have, have experienced a lot of loss. So I always start with the one minute silence and sometimes end the group again, one minute silence. And I feel like it's a moment that we grieve as a community. And I do have a client, like you say, you know, they will, they will, you know, some clients so sweet, they will tell me, oh, be safe, you know, right now the situation. And I, and I always appreciate that, feel there's a, some client not understand, but there's always some clients will willing to look after me, you know, and, and I think that's meaningful. Wow. I love that even silence, giving the moment, because that can even provide the ability to be still, please. And it sounds like after providing some some time and hopefully that education or through the means and medium of art, movies, it sounds like usually the response is, oh, we're more alike than we thought. And a universal understanding, although our dif our experiences are different and unique, absolutely, absolutely, we can all understand universal pain. And as a community, if we can even embrace that together, can't we all hopefully be kinder to one another, right? And have more understanding because we are different. And we have beautiful things about each culture that we can learn about each other and hopefully are open to do so and also embrace that pain as well and you're right i'm i want to highlight that too that there have been people who reached out who just said i thought of you because of what's going on and we support you we stand with you and i want to give just homage and thankfulness for those who are standing with us because that also needs to be highlighted but in pain we can be a community and love and support each other and don't forget that in the midst of it i know for myself this has given me so much more empathy for those clients that i serve who have experienced not that my personal pain will be uh, all be all but it i can take that opportunity right be like oh will be me will be me or be like wow this is something i can take prepare myself so that I can be a, hopefully a connection to those who are also going through the same thing or worse. And it's still something I am trying to go with. I'm not there yet, Jamie. I'm just, I told 
people who ask me, how are you doing? I said, day by day. But I love what you said. I, I want to join your group. Can I join? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Well, um, what I say is not to dismiss personal individual. I, I hope I, I want to make a clarification. So personally, because um, so my thesis and then throughout um, how I work with my client, I do narrative art therapy. The, the reason I use narrative is because each of us is unique. Our story should not be, you know, generalized. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I know you are being discriminated, so what? You know, I'm being discriminated too. No, I'm, I'm saying each of us have so unique experience and that should be, you know, should be valued. So my narrative art therapy is to incorporate narrative uh, things, writing a story, but uh, we reauthor, reconstruct uh, the, the storyline so it's through art uh, and, and I have uh, Asian art therapy. This book is edited by Meku Kitazawa. So um, that's my, um, the other very, you know, I very respect her. She is from uh, Japan, but she is working here as Asian American. She is, um, yeah, this, this book, but um, maybe I shouldn't including the video. Sorry. No, I will link it in the in the description so that those people can see what what they're talking about. Yeah, but this this book I've really highlighted because it incorporates so many Asian uh, art therapy from different states in United States, and then share the experience of how does that uh, how we work us how we feel how we do uh, in the united states as an asian art therapies so my chapter is talking about my experience of dealing with my mental health and then um us being an art therapy it's a journey that i reflect on it and how i use narrative art therapy you know while meeting with my therapies so um, it's it just remind me when you say that because we all need to grieve individually with our own, you know, loss and all the stuff. But I also feel it's meaningful to come together as a community because we're being hurt by community. We're being, you know, feel left out and then as a big, you know, picture of in, in the United States. So that's that's just i think it's it's a balanced way not just to feel like oh i'm so alone my you know my my little space and all this stuff especially pandemic really you know separating us we used to have can you know do a lot of things in group so that's why i come up with the very easy one is we grieve together by using silence I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to take that that skill set and use it in my practice as well. Is that okay, Jamie? Sure. Thank you. But also, I think personally, I didn't think of that very personally. But wow, it's still going on. So I know this conversation isn't over, but 
thank you so much for giving your personal and professional standpoint during this time. And one thing I like to ask my guests is, well, before I go there, how, how do you think we can, we can do that individually and professionally? You kind of mentioned it, but even the way I have been experiencing and grieving, sounds like what I'm hearing is that's okay. That's where I am, right? Just being there. And for yourself with your mental health, you kind of mentioned a little bit how you've been maintaining or progressing. Because there are some others who may be like, well, what do I do? What would you like to say to them? So um, I would encourage you to utilize some counseling resources because I, I still feel that mental health issue is, is, is vital. We, we easily to see, oh, physically I'm not feeling well, so I go seek doctor. But mental health is really also like we all need doctor. And I, when I put my story to pop, to join the Magus um, project, I did hesitate like, oh, I'm a therapist and I'm sharing something about I'm dealing with my depression, anxiety disorder. And I really like to put myself like people, how people will see me, but I still want to do, I still put it in, in you know, writing because I want to be open. I wanted to tell people this is real. And then we have to really give ourselves, you know, some time to really process all these things. And then the best way is to find um, someone you trust to share and to seeking for professional help. That's really, really helped me, you know, put, you know, put myself on track because I, as an international student, I really have nothing since day one. And I, I really feel like I deserve nothing because I'm a foreigner and I work so hard and I work like I'm, I'm just feel I don't, I'm not good enough. So I have a lot of things going on and that journey is my personal stuff. So I deal with that, working with that, process with that. And while meanwhile, I'm studying in a graduate school. And then so it is kind of a blessing that I have the awareness to really admit, yes, I have problems. And I deal with that. And, and I know there's, I have to put down of my, my pride because if I want to be a better therapist to really have the compassion, you know, empathy towards people, I have to deal with my stuff first. So I use narrative art therapy because I want to know if this work or not. If it doesn't work, then I shouldn't apply on people. <laughs> so I I'm going to I'm the guinea pig. I tried it. I read all my story. I did R, small mini R every day. So it, it's a little bit show in this book. So I do my art journal. Um, so I draw a lot of different stuff. So to, you know, I, and I meditate and combine my, you know, spiritual practice. And it has been a long way. I have to say it has been five years, over five years. And then I'm so grateful. I have supportive counselor, therapist, you know, even psychiatrist to really help me. So 
so I can become who I am right now. So I really want to encourage people who, you know, feeling like just living with some kind of, you know, mental health issue. And then it, it's, we, it's 2020 and 2021, you know, it's, it's a, the most tough one. So don't be so hard or to ourselves, it happened. And then it's just, a, it, it always have the solution as long as we stay hopeful. So I, I, I do want to encourage, you know, people like to find the, the coping, like what kind of things that to help you or to really just talk to someone that really can, you know, keep you accountable. And therapy resources, counseling resources. I know Jackie, you're a counselor, you know, how important the counselor, you know, and there's so many app, it's free. I always give clients there's a free app to check your anxiety level, your coping skill, your, you know, maintain or deliver something, you know, something simple. I don't want to overwhelm people like, oh, every day I have to jogging, I have to do this. I know everyone is so stressful, but just one thing for yourself, extend, practice the self-compassion, you know, self-empathy is very important. Thank you, Jamie. And you're right. You're absolutely right. Have self-compassion, self-empathy, self-love, and whatever helps you, that's good. That's good. So take care. Take care. And I always like to ask my guests at the end, what makes you whole? So what makes me whole is I continue to embrace my weakness and strength and understand I'm not perfect, but um, I'm working towards that to accept myself so I can be a person loving others better. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Jamie, oh my God, thank you so much. Thank you for being raw and honest and providing resources. I'm so I'm gonna link them all in, the ones that you have mentioned, and I'm gonna ask you off off air as well. And thank you for starting this conversation. Would you be would you be willing to come back to in another time so that we can do an update and just follow up since we have last spoken? Yes, sounds great. All right, all right. How was this experience for you? Uh, it, it's great. It's, it's my first time, but I will just feel like I need to organize my thoughts better. I have so many want to say, but you know, English is not my first language. Girl, you were perfect. You were perfect. You I just know. said how self-compassion, self-love, you did excellent. Have self-compassion, you did great. I want to tell you, you did great. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for being just so, I, I, I don't think I could have worded it any better. As I mentioned, I was struggling with this topic as well because it's very close to home and it's still something I'm going through. And I am so grateful that you are willing to just not only comfort me, but I'm sure other brothers and sisters out there who are just, just as grieving and wanting to, wanting to feel like they're hurt. So thank you so much, Jamie. 
Of course. Thank you, Jackie. Would you say bye to our audience? Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Thank you.